0: In this episode of the Packers Pod, we talk Rodgers, Adams, training camp beginning, and a whole lot of rumors thrown in between. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. They're
1: gonna air it out. Rodgers does this better than anybody. End zone. Come!
0: Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers Podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents.
2: Welcome hey, back. Hey, hey. Welcome back. The Bucks are champs. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're so excited to talk Packers and have just thrown the Bucks aside a
2: week I mean, later. Football still takes priority in my life. The Bucks are champs. Awesome to see. I couldn't read enough articles and listen to enough podcasts and get in the goosebumps. The Olympics are on. I'm waking up early. I'm staying up late. But just Packer players walking through a parking lot. And I'm like, yeah, baby, let's go football. (laughs) Is while we're
0: here, is Giannis the favorite athlete in Wisconsin right now?
2: Oh, how could he not be? Yeah, I feel how like. Do you, how do you, especially like, so after Bobby, Bobby Portis, won,
1: Him or Bobby Portis.
2: Yeah, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the whole nation learned about Giannis, you know, if they, if they weren't up to speed already by him winning the championship and seeing the emotions and that he's just like a little kid ordering, ordering chicken minis. <laughs> uh, everything about it was just awesome to watch. And he was humble and lighthearted and fun the entire time. How is he not everyone's favorite athlete?
1: Yeah, and and going into the final, heck, I didn't give him a chance. And they pulled it off. They pulled it off.
0: So let's talk about, like, the eight-time previous Wisconsin favorite child who is now (laughs) officially backers. (laughs) Uh, I've been very angry. I've been very bitter. But as soon as I received about four messages from people as he strolled up in his backpack wearing his Dunder Mifflin T-shirt – I immediately was like, let's ride. Let's absolutely destroy this league. Aaron Rodgers is officially back. Uh, Ian Rapoport was the one that announced that they restructured his contract to give him more authority, which, if you ask me, just meant that he's allowed to say exactly where he's traded to in the future. So does he necessarily have the grand authority that the media was trying to make and trying to position it in terms of wording? Probably not. But he, at the end of the day, can probably say, these are the five teams that I would accept and no others. So um, how do we just overall feel that Rodgers is back? He's at training camp. He probably could have held out longer if he wanted to, especially with everything that's gone over the last four months. How do we
2: feel? Yeah, we called this all along. I'll I'll give myself a pat on the back and say Rodgers was going to be the week one starter. I said it since this news dropped. There's just no way he he wasn't coming back. And what I realized listening to Daniel Jeremiah on the Move the Sticks pod was my theory had been Rodgers will just sit out a few weeks because with the, the new CBA in place, there's maybe two hours of practice a day and like eight hours of meetings. And quite frankly, even as a huge Packers fan, Rodgers doesn't need to be there. He could show up three weeks from now and still get clicking with the offense in time for the regular season. But with the new negotiations that happened, you're fined fifty K a day as a player if you hold out a training camp and the team does not have the leeway to waive those penalties. So for his own interest, financial interest uh, he's at training camp day one, and he's never been a guy to skip those or hold out from those in the first place. So, the one thing I thought may happen, uh, you know, him waiting a couple weeks and getting some extra rest isn't going to come through. But what I found interesting was your point, Ryan. There's the key word they're saying there's some mechanisms in place for Rodgers to have more say what does that mean? Was something signed? Is that like an addendum to a contract? What are the mechanisms?
1: Did he get Uh, a percentage of ownership? What happened?
2: Yeah, (laughs) The the, uh, Brown County ownership. (laughs) So other than, you know, the team can't tag them and they're both going to be able to reassess after this year, after uh, 2022, there was some cap friendly maneuvering where he got his same money. You know, the cap is always black magic. there's some maneuvering of money, but he got the same money up front but it helped the Packers. Cool. Uh, It'll just be interesting. I guess it'll, it'll probably leak out over time, but I'm still a little bit butthurt as he walks back in the door. I feel like all this drama was just for ESPN fodder.
1: Yeah, I, I am more upset. Yes. Yes. uh, You know, whatever it happened. We'll get on with it. We're going to play the season. Uh, They're going to have fun just like they did probably last year because it's, this isn't an on the field issue um but it's it's just sad for it to see it happen like this like why did we why did it get to this why did we drag this out through the whole entire offseason just so Aaron Rodgers could be on shows to say he doesn't want to talk about it like why didn't you come to this agreement before the draft
2: does it all boil down to they didn't call him before they drafted Jordan Love I would hope not don't you feel um, like if they called him five minutes before they draft Jordan love, then the Kumaro thing, the Cobb thing, those aren't things.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, but, but didn't he know that Jordan love was Matt LaFleur's offensive quarterback love that he saw in that draft? I mean, even, even when they drafted him, they said it was LaFleur's choice to go after him. So, I I mean, you got to trust the coach when it end all be all, but um no one saw Aaron Rodgers playing as good as he did last year. I mean, we all expected a little bit of a rebound in the second year of the system, but he played his best year ever, um, and, he, and he really put up the middle finger to everybody. And I think that just carried through to the off season. Um, I hope he gets over it. I hope we can just all continue for you know the years to come that this isn't just a one year one and done thing.
2: Um, but so are you, you got to answer the question: Are you juiced up or are you a little bittersweet? Bittersweet, 100%. So Ryan, you're you're just ready to drop it and move on. Let bygones be bygones. You're my boy, Blue.
0: Yeah, I th- it.
2: I think it comes ultimately down to winning
0: cures everything. If the Packers go and do a third consecutive year of 13 wins and go 13-4. And assuming that everybody kind of plays along and and, and they're able to get these kind of team friendly deals done for all these pieces, I just think it's very, very difficult for somebody like Adams or somebody like Rogers or Zedarius's name has been thrown out there, too, to be like, I don't want to be part of this team anymore. I, I have a hard time believing. I know that there is there is there is hurt. Especially when it comes to getting to NFC championship games. I know that everybody wants to get paid top dollar, but I just find it very, very hard to believe that some people are willing to walk away from a team that is a perennial North favorite and that has a legit chance with this core together to be a top four team in the NFC every single year. So, I now have if no it's doubt. something. It- it's it's one thing if let's say they had won two Super Bowls already, and it's just like I won my Super Bowls, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my thing. Adams doesn't have a Super Bowl ring. Tony doesn't have a Super exactly,
1: Bowl. Ring. So exactly. So if
0: you are if you're truly mm. focused on I need that ring, I don't know where you go and in and what setup that wouldn't be a dramatic difference. That,
1: that's that's my that. whole reason behind this. They haven't even won a Super Bowl together, Rogers and Adams. Yeah, you've had five good years. Whoop de do, but I mean. It, with the amount of young talent that is on the defensive side right now and offensive side why would you walk away with that if you're walk away from that when you're a
2: veteran let me be the first to say it devontae adams is gone after this year he has always been in the most respectful of ways a guy that understands i don't need to rush back from injury too soon i need to maximize my athletic talent and the financial structures of the nfl knowing i'll only get maybe two good deals in my career to set up my family for generations uh he's gonna go where the most money goes and i have no doubt in my mind about that so rogers coming back is a nice storyline but if they can't pay rogers zadarius bakhtiari adams adams is gone and i think it's a given because uh deandre hopkins out in arizona has a ridiculous contract that Devontae's going to uh, benchmark as what he should be paid when really it's just Arizona being stupid. Sorry, guys. Sorry to break it to you. But no, that, God, I think it's a great
0: sense. transition. I think it's a great transition. We have, we talked about last podcast that not only is he a top five player as a wide receiver, but he's a top five player in the National Football League. And that came true when he was Mr. 99 on the most recent Madden game, the only wide receiver that was at that amount. Cool. Yeah, that I was. mean – It's it's unreal that that he's this good and you can definitely tell for somebody that's been awfully quiet and humble that he has opened up, even if it just means putting an emoji next to a retweet. So it's it's crazy to think that, uh, you know, again, this is us sitting at home and I am all on board with get your money while you can. Uh, But even to get 10 million a year and be like, that's not enough for me. I need
2: more uh is it's interesting it's an interesting situation to be in what's funny is i'm being like semi-hypocritical where i'm saying devontae has gone because he's going to get his money and he should but rogers tried to screw the packers go packers (laughs) but it's really i fall somewhere in between on those two situations so is it really the is it really the last dance
1: (sighs) I hate that. I hate it. I hate it. They haven't even won together, and they're comparing themselves to two of the best that ever played basketball, not only to play, but to win and consecutively. So there's no comparison to the Bulls. Screw that. I don't even know what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, I – when it came up (sighs) – it upset me a lot, and I know this is this is like such a first world problem to have, but it really was a situation where it's like if, if not to get too and far into weeds, but the Bulls team had won at that point five championships. They told them their coach was gone. They weren't willing to go top dollar in terms of what Jordan and what Pippen were able to do. So, in the standpoint of could you at least say that that Rodgers is in the realm of Jordan and, and Adams is in the realm of Pippen? They have that kind of thing. Yes. But the Packers have everybody on that coaching staff together. They are willing to make Rodgers the highest-paid NFL player in history.
1: The they have heifer- a young roster.
0: Yeah, they're willing to at least give Adams a, a, a contract that is, is getting there. So to just throw this out like – you know, I guess I guess this is our last chance It's like from winning to the amount of money they want to give you to who you have in place. It's that the only thing that's the same is you play sports and you're very, very good at it. And it just was like, oh, my God, that you know, makes
2: what? me so mad. About I it. think everyone missed the point. And, and you I'm bundling you guys into the everyone conversation. I think the point was they saw the internal workings in the Bulls case. It was Reinsdorf wanted to blow the team up and they knew it was their last dance. They knew they had one more run at this together. I think the Packers see the contract situations, the GM's relationship with the players, or the owner's relationships with the players, or the owner's and the GM's relationship with the players. Who knows? But everyone above LaFleur is in question right now. But I think they see the writing on the wall that they have one more season together. I don't think they were saying we have five rings and we're the greatest of all time. I think all those comparisons like Tom Brady has something to say about this meme were ridiculous. They were saying... we got one more go at this let's go make a run
1: no I, I i see that but why why are they saying it's already the last dance like there are so many things that could still be negotiated throughout out the this door last year. already because, that, that's just i sad mean, like, like i
2: just said with Devontae, I i think he's out the door i think the packers are in a bad cap situation and we got a year to make things work and hopefully we get a super bowl because then we can say well who wants a team friendly deal but without a super bowl the team friendly deals are always what fans talk about, but rarely is what actually happens. Paging J.J. Watt. <sighs> so is is it? I guess along the same breath of like mechanisms put in place for Aaron Rodgers, the rumor broke that. The first thing he wants to see happen is Randall Cobb come back to the Green Bay Packers. And let's grow that wide receiver room. While we're all frustrated, let's just keep it rolling. What are the thoughts on that? Does that make sense?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's bring in a slower guy than the guy we just drafted that is, can do the same damn is,
2: thing. I guess the question, is Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback or GM? No, which he's one, just a
1: good which, friend, I guess. Which
2: role should he be for the Packers?
1: He's a really good friend
2: so if if anyone didn't catch it it sounds like the Texans trading for Anthony Miller from the Chicago Bears was to put in motion a potential trade of Randall Cobb over to the Packers first of all I'm going to be very frustrated if we give up an asset like an MVS for a old Randall Cobb no offense Randy I know you're only 28 or 29 but you play like you're 32 and that's shown through and uh you know the Packers have been notoriously very good at leaving receivers maybe what looks like in the prime of their career but they don't end up performing in other places Sands, greg jennings uh, but there were some dynamics at play there so on on top of that we just drafted the randall cobb replacement the younger version of him with amari rogers who has a direct relationship with randall cobb so what he adds to the room other than some some veteran presence and coaching i don't know but I'd, i'd rather ride or die with the assets we got in that wide receiver room and not give up anything
0: and yeah, I think it I think it also depends on what we give up. If it's if it's if they want to give a flyer on a six-rounder, maybe. Yeah, I'm the okay thing with that. is yeah. the thing is it really comes down to would you rather have a, a a semi-known quantity in Cobb that he'll get you probably 450 three or four touchdowns or Funches? That really is your choice. A complete unknown and being out of the game for two years Funches. Or Cobb coming over and being like, He's right. going to that's at least fun. gain us something.
1: No, that's that's fun. Fun. I would yeah. so that's, that's
0: why fun. I, if it's a well, which
1: six one? or seventh which one? I, if
0: it's a or seventh pick for Cobb, ditch Funches, and Cobb is willing to be like, Yep, that mill, two I would, mil, that's Matt. That. I would take
2: Cobb. I could mm. do that. I'd take
0: Funches over Cobb. Whoa. Even after not playing for two years. He's we, have, hungry, man.
1: we have
2: he's hungry. We have Randall Cobb on the roster with Amari Rodgers. Yeah, I would take Funches over it for for body type, athleticism, youth, uh desire. Cobb knows Rodgers, cool. Aaron Rodgers, I, I would take Funches over Cobb. Well, I hope I'm wrong, but let's see if it happens first. <laughs> so right off of that, uh, I actually mentioned his name in passing here, but I actually just got a push notification from the. ESPN app. Randall Cobb expects to be back with the Packers once final details of trades with Texans <laughs> oh, are back. <laughs> so we're right here in Living Color. I guess I'm gonna be held to the fire with wanting this over Cobb. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's see what that trade looks like. If you guys want to open up the app and see if there's any details while I pose this question to you. But uh, I posed the question in chat and then we actually hit pause to say let's discuss this. I wanted live reaction to your guys' feelings here. But who do you think lost more fans in the state of Wisconsin this offseason. JJ Watt or Aaron Rodgers?
1: Oh, I Aaron Rodgers. I I'd say for sure uh I wouldn't say he lost a majority of Packer fans, but there, I know for sure, I mean myself included, I I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan anymore. Uh, if he leaves, I really don't care about him. I hope he loses every game. Um it, it's not like a Brett Favre a sort of situation where it was a little bit messier, I think. At least, uh, maybe we'll hear more down the road. Um, but yeah, I I I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan anymore, not at all. Off the field. Oh man, off the I, field. Yeah, yeah, off the right. field. I, yeah. I told I I respect his game. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I want him as my quarterback. Love him as my quarterback.
1: Oh yeah, I want him. Here, <laughs> but if he left, I, I don't care.
0: I think the bigger hit was to Rodgers, just because I think think Watt would always hold a special place in Wisconsinites' hearts for everything he did as a badger, for his love of the state, how he's always back here each summer and all that. But he never played for the Packers. He never, I mean, great, he put us as a finalist and didn't choose us. It's not your starting quarterback saying, I don't want to be here anymore, so... I'm sure they both lost Fandom, but Rodgers has definitely took the bigger hit PR-wise this summer.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. I actually think what saves Watt, obviously, is his Badger career. You know, if he was a Pewaukee kid that had played college somewhere else and then had the opportunity to join the Packers in free agency and spurned us, it'd be a little different. But he's still... You know, brought a bunch of Ws to the state as a Badger, so I think he's saved by that grace. I, I'm still a little bittersweet on his decision. It just talk about well, team that, friendly deals. that makes deals
1: sense for you. You went there while he was there. You know, it's sort, sort of a big thing.
2: But you know, you talk about. Ah, we've talked about it in the off season. I, I'm still butthurt by that one. Too. <laughs> so I think you guys probably answered my other question then that that I haven't asked yet. But who, quote-unquote, won the offseason if you had to put on one side the Green Bay Packers and on the other side Aaron Rodgers? Who came out of this ahead?
0: I would say the Packers are slightly ahead because I, I do think that a majority of people go, they tried to give him the money, they tried to do this, it just... it. It is what it is. Um, It just, yeah, it's a a weird scenario. I think they're probably pretty even. I think at the end of the day, people are going to have a lot of hate now. And then when September rolls around and we're seeing people on the field, it's like, okay, I love everybody. Uh, I think it's maybe the Packers just because it's a team and you will always root for the Packers, not necessarily the players. So Packers slightly ahead.
1: I think it's a stalemate and it has hurt everyone. I don't think people love the Packers anymore. I think they're more annoyed with us than anything else right now. Um, I think it's just bad for the Packers image. It's bad for Rodgers image. I think it's bad for Adams image a little bit uh, in what's going on. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, once they get on the field and smiles start happening, you know, and they start having fun, you know, a lot of this will be put put behind everybody. But uh, right now, everybody looks bad in this.
2: Yeah, I kind of lean with with your answer, Joshua. I think Rodgers looks bad, but the Packers didn't escape, you know, scot free. I I I agree with Ryan's approach too. If anyone comes out ahead, it's the Packers. You know, fifty one forty nine. But the national media ran with the storyline of the Packers don't take care of their players said you know they don't look good from a trying to attract potential free agents especially with the news Zadarius news coming out which we're not highlighting here just because it's so new and who knows what's happening but it's like uh, we just don't sign anybody anymore um but yeah it just did a crappy offseason, and hopefully winning cures all you know hopefully come training camp we're we're more excited about the players on the field and it doesn't come be, become like the nba style conversation of Oh, this team is 12 and 2, but what happens at the end of the year? I think the NFL traditionally has been pretty good at like talking about the play on the field during the season and then you can handle the contracts in the off season. So hopefully that holds true. The Packers are definitely going to test that that theory. Uh, coming into 2021's uh, training camp here, but uh, with that, I'll actually do a little bit of a segue. I'm going to steal Ryan's responsibility as as host of the Pack It Up Packers pod, and I'm probably doing a terrible job doing it, but I apologize in advance, Ryan. Our, our next subject to get off of contract talks, uh we wanted to do a little preview of training camp, Uh not, you know, practice schedules and the preseason schedule and schedule predictions. That'll come out uh, as we get back to a regular schedule here with the pod, but uh, what I wanted to know from you guys was what would be a training camp headline that if you see hitpackers.com dot com or Twitter dot com, you're more hopeful about the season than you were before.
1: All right. I got a good one. Hit me. Savage wins the win. The starting nickel role to become the next Charles
2: Woodson. The star position. Yep. The star position. Talk about it. Why is that uh, such a I, good thing? I, I I just think I <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry,
1: sorry. I was just so into that so uh, headli- headline. Daydreaming. Right uh, no, because of how he played last year and where they put him and where what they made him re- really uh, you know be- become a man in the NFL, if you'd like to say that. But uh, he had one sack, four picks last year, and he really just became bigger in the tackling game. You know, last his first year, he sort of got ran over, and we were all like, "Oh gosh, is he going to tackle him?" Um, and last year he did. And, and he's only gotten bigger. Uh, he's only worked harder in the off offseason. Um, so I'm excited to see how he'll work the inside um, and how they'll use him in blitz packages with this three headed monster that we've sort of created, maybe four with Kenny Clark, if you want to throw that in there. Um, I, I just think having a couple more options to blitz uh, and create pressure with the amount of great coverage we'll see in the secondary um, I, I think that would be an amazing uh, leap forward for our defense.
2: Go ahead, Dan. That that would be exciting. I was looking up the Randall Cobb details. He, he's actually going to turn 31 in a couple of weeks. I I still thought he was old late 20s. as <laughs> for receivers. That's that's where the decline starts. So he was due eight and a half million. That's obviously got to get restructured if he's going to be, become a Packer. But interesting headline. So, the headline that I would like to see in training camp, though, that would give me a little bit more hope, and I think we're going to have a pretty good team. Like, we'll have some season preview pods coming up. Um, but here's the headline good old TJ to Daryl Slayton. If he's causing some problems for the offensive line, if he's getting in the backfield, if he's looks trimmed down, you know, these are the potential headlines we'd be reading. If he's looking good and that D-line now has you know Kiki on the up and up and the rookie presence of Slayton in the middle to give Kenny Clark some breathers so he can actually cause more pressure as opposed to just eating up double teams, I would feel a little bit better about our run game. I'd feel a little bit better about our middle linebackers getting some coverage for them to go sideline to sideline and make some plays. If you look at the weakest position, I'll I'll hold true that it's the D-line. So if you can tell me one of your early draft picks uh, is is causing some problems in training camp, that would give me some hope. That would be like, OK, my my record prediction might be going up by a game or two.
1: That was exactly my second one that I had written really? as my backup. Yeah, well, wow, DJ I thought that Slayton a- owns all one on ones in camp.
2: Exactly. He's going five <laughs> for six against the starting <laughs> guards.
1: Now, yeah, if he if he could come, if he, honestly, I see it everyone sees it in him uh, if you watch his film he is dynamic um it, it's just can he keep that motor going consistently and, and can he keep that up uh, in starting to. role well we're not going to ask for 60 snaps like give us that for 25 That's true snaps. that's true just give it give it your all for five times on the field
2: <laughs> Plus twenty. 20 <laughs> Brian <But yes. laughs> what's yours
0: mine is that A.J. Dillon looks like a stud back. And here is the thought, is obviously Jamal is gone. When A.J. Dillon showed up against the Titans, it was unreal. And the Packers had the most success last year when they were getting something out of the backfield. So whether that's DeGuara coming back, you already know that Jones is going to put up a hell of a game each and every week. But if A.J. Dillon truly becomes, as we brought up multiple times, the thunder thighs to Jones Lightning. I I just I love this offense. The offense is so well put together, allowing Rodgers to throw where he wants because people are legitimately scared for the first time in a long time of this backfield. So if A.J. Dillon comes out of camp and people go where he was at the end of the year He is ready for the start of the year instead of being, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 pounds overweight. Then I will be very, very excited about what this offense can
2: do in back-to-back years. Big time. We We need the Jamal replacement. And, you know, I am surprised no one talked wide receivers. No one talked like Bakhtiari being healthy, Jay Sternberger with Josiah going on the pup. But, but, I like our picks. these are storylines i'm I'm looking forward to following, but somehow you yeah, got to yeah, sift yeah. through the training camp fodder that's all never yeah, pans out, you
1: know, and I'm no longer worried about our wide receivers i ain't, I'm not special but yeah functions. we got thirty one year
2: old Randall Cobb.
1: Pilot. yeah, whatever. <laughs> we'll be fine. there's so many. we have so many weapons.
2: that would be so weird. You got Rodgers, Cobb, and Devontae snap one week one you're like what what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> After all the off-season drama, that could be your starting lineup. Weird. Well, so that that will do it for this
0: episode. I mean, it's just it's it's gossip city around here, and I just hope that I just hope that we can we can make it strong. I feel like this is even though it's been a wild off-season, I think we're ahead of schedule in terms of players that are at training camp and ready to go. So, hopefully yeah. we can figure it I, out.
1: I blame it all on COVID. This is all COVID's
2: fault sure. <laughs> <laughs> <running> when <down>. it <laughs> Hey, football's being played on fields around the nation. I can't wait. We're back. Woo! So until next time that'll do it. Thanks everybody. Go Pat, go. Oh!